Welcome to the What More Can I Say podcast with your illustrious hosts, Dexter and Ernest. You've now reached the intersection of comedy and festivity, where unapologetically black opinions still matter. The What More Can I Say podcast can be found on all major podcast and social media platforms. Just search What More Can I Say and remember to like us and provide feedback. And now, onto the show. Tell him, KG. What you gonna say now? What can you say now? Welcome to the What More Can I Say podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dexter, and I'm joined by uh, my co-host, Ernest. What's going on, man? What's going on, people? It's been a long time. Man, a real long time. Dude, we, have, we have fallen off the wagon, man. We are quite disappointed, man. But, I mean, life happens. I, I, you know, I went to Vegas for a week for the Bigfoot AU basketball tournament, whatever that bullshit is. Then I got back to work, and so much stuff was messed up the week I was gone. So, you know, just, sometimes life just, get, just gets in the way. But we apologize, people. Yeah, man, we, we back to give you what you want, give you what you need, man. And uh, this one, man, we, uh, we've been ta- even when we even when we aren't recording, we're talking about ideas for next shows, right? So, you know, this wasn't the show topic today. wasn't going to be the topic that we were going lead this episode off with um but you know shit happens in the world man we gotta gotta talk about it yeah it, it sucks too man we had a banger we was gonna talk about kills and who else are we gonna talk about let it burn mr usher and all that shit man. Uh, usher probably next we, we might can knock that out this week sometime man we got a whole thing about those cats man but i guess on a more somber more serious note man i guess we just jump right into it, man. Uh, I guess if you haven't been living under a rock over the last uh, couple of days, man, uh, you've heard about the recent tragedy that occurred in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, there was a recent, um, what was it, two days ago? When was the first? When it was Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Uh, so Saturday, um, basically two days ago, um, there was a... Uh, a white nationalist protest. Uh, there was basically multiple white supremacy groups got together under the banner of "Make America Great Again," you know, "White is Right" kind of thing, and they all decided to get to get together to form up, form up like damn Voltron and damn. Uh, I think it was uh, was it UVA's campus? Yes, Charlottesville. Yes, they decided to uh, protest. Uh, I don't even know what the point of their protest was. Just make America great again, you know, make white folks feel better. I guess I don't know, but they decided to hold a protest and not only have a protest, but they decided to burn torches and walk tiki around. torches, tiki torches, <laughs> and walk around the campus. Uh, well, let me go back a little bit. Uh, back in back in July, um, the school had. There was some discussions about changing the 
changing, taking down the, the, the statues, some of the, uh, the Civil War general statues on campus and uh, renaming some of the, um, uh, like some, I think the library and a couple of other buildings on campus. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, those buildings were named after, you know, slave owners. And so there was a big discussion about changing, taking down some of the, taking down the imagery and the uh, statues and that kind of thing. And, and also renaming some of the buildings on campus. Fast forward to Friday, I mean, last Saturday, they had the protest. They were going crazy. So a counter protest kicked off on Saturday, I believe as well, or maybe on Sunday when that, the pro- that counter protest actually kicked off. Uh, but there was a, uh, a counter message of unity and, and um, you know, basically saying we don't accept these uh, white nationalist people here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you have a counter protest against a protest, shit happens. And a lot of shit happened. So, yeah, man, shit popped off, man. People got killed. One person was killed. Was run over by a vehicle, yeah. Yeah, this dude, uh, one of the one of the alt right protesters, uh, drove his Dodge charge into a crowd of of um, pro, uh, uh, anti protesters. I would say, and injured twenty two people, I believe, and killed uh, one one uh, white woman. Yep. Yeah, so that was kind of the crux of the whole event. Um, you know, shortly after the the governor. Made a you know came out and denounced these uh, groups as domestic terrorists and you know stated verbally stated that you know we don't want these type of people in Charlottesville, Virginia, and blah 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 and and uh, <laughs> you know sure. Let me tell you something funny. Go ahead. Man. When he said that, when he said that, I was like, yo, you know, we from North Carolina, so we know the the racist people that live within the Virginia borders and all the other stuff. So I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? You don't want them here. That's what they from, homie. But not all of them. But a well, lot the of demographic them. of the area, man, uh, I looked it up. Charlottesville is like 68% white, uh, 20% black, mm-hmm. uh, 7% Asian, and 2% Hispanic. Something like that. It's close. I know it's roughly about 60-some percent, high 60s of white. Because, um, I mean, think about it, man. These uh, these white nationalists, man, like, they know where to go to, bro. They They... <laughs> They're not rolling up in like Atlanta. Yeah, but even if they stayed in Virginia, they're not going to you know Newport News. Yeah, they're going to Newport yeah. News. You know, <laughs> like they know what it is, man. Like they going to they going to a place, you know, pretty much a white town, it's and they popping targets. off shit. Yeah, basically, exactly. I mean, the the biggest infrastructure there has to be the college in that whole area. So, you know, these people. But, they, they these cops are only used to dealing with the only mobs they're used to dealing with is when the college has like a bad loss or a bad win and they burn some damn couches, frat boys. And shit, well, so. well, nigga, this is UVA. They're not winning anything, so they're not even <laughs> equipped to handle that. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm sorry for some UVA fans out there listening to this, but it's just being real, man. Y'all haven't been relevant since damn Ralph Sampson. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did Dale Curry go to UVA? Did he? Yeah, I, I think he's a long time, man. Yeah, don't get it twisted. This ain't Blacksburg, man. This ain't Virginia Tech, man. This, <laughs> this is UVA. Like, are they even still in the ACC, this, man? Like, <laughs> yeah, but but this this is my thing. This this is what really um, it, it's so many things about this that's wrong to me and um, pisses me off. But let's stay at a high level first. So, like you were just saying, the governor came out. He condemned you know the actions and the people that came there. 
And, you know, 45, we refused to say his name. He came out and he made a statement pretty much saying, hey, we have to do better on both sides. But both sides weren't out there whipping people's asses, killing people. You know, we condemn hate and, you know, racism across the board. To me, that's too ambiguous because that is implying that, you know, we as people of color, black people, that don't have any power in the system can be racist towards white people. And that's exactly what that march was about, was about taking back their country. And, and um, it's funny, David Duke came out and told uh, 45, said, said, listen, man, you need to chill. Um, the people on the left didn't get you into the White House. We got you into the White House. And a lot of people were wondering the question, well, why didn't Trump condemn, damn it, I said his name. Why didn't 45 condemn the actions and everything that happened in Charlottesville? That's his base. That's his, those are his voters. Those are the people that support him. And he's he should be responsible for what has happened just like anyone that was present because he has been fanning the flames of hatred since he started his campaign, you know, 18 months to two years ago. So a lot of the stuff that happened this weekend is because of him. Oh, yeah. And it's not going to stop, man. I just read an article. They're planning <laughs> rallies like this across the country. Well, the next one's supposed to be in your neck of the woods, bro. It's supposed to be in Texas. So we're in the campus of Texas oh, A and M. Oh, that's a damn college station. That's about that's about that's about three hours away from here. But what it, you know, so, they're gonna be flying oh. into San Antonio Airport and stuff, man. Well, Houston is closest, so they'll they fly to Houston first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this one and this one is is gonna be led by Richard Spencer. So you know that. Uh, but yeah, man. But. I, the whole thing is crazy. You know, Trump did come out. I'm just, I hate to say his name. 45 did come out today and did uh, denounce, you know, neo-Nazis and the KKK and, um, you know, white supremacist groups. The problem I have with that is, um, like, yeah, those, those groups, those those groups are more well-known from people. When people think white supremacy, they think of hooded, you know, robe-wearing white people with torches and but that's not white supremacy. You know what I mean? White supremacy mm-hmm. is your dentist. White supremacy is, is your lawyer. Is, is is random dude Joe Schmo at, at Best Buy. Like regular everyday. I mean, just, just look at look at the voting numbers. Like from white Americans, um, you know, white women voted 70 some percent for, for 45. White men in the high 80s for... 45 like that says a lot man that says mm-hmm. a lot about understanding that if if 45's base breathes this type of content uh and and and, and malice amongst amongst their base of people then you know these people have to be complicit they have they know these people like these people that just didn't, didn't fall out of damn west virginia out of the foothills of damn west virginia like these are regular people man so, so this is what I want to do, man. Um, so I think we need to compare, and because this this rally, this march, this protest, I think it does more to prove what we've been saying on a lot of the shows and what a lot of people that support the struggle have been saying. You know, there is institutionalized racism. There is a system of white supremacy that you know is prevalent, not just in this country but around the world. If you look at this protest, so for those of you that don't know. Most of 
time when a protest this large happens, it ju- it doesn't just happen. You know, they have to get, you know, permits and stuff from, you know, the college campus or the local, you know, municipalities. So they knew they were coming. This is not a surprise. Yep. But if you look at, you know, anytime someone is going to be indicted or not indicted for, you know, shooting an unarmed black man, they have riot police ready, standing in arms. You know, some of these cities, they, you know, they're quick to call in, in the National Guard. But did we see any of that in Charlottesville? And it wasn't just a protest that happened on, you know, Friday. It spilled over into Sunday, too. It would have been a state of emergency if this was Ferguson or any, you know, black neighborhood. They would have had the National Guard in there. They would, you know, implemented a curfew and you would have had to get your ass off the streets. We didn't see it here. You know, you see people walking through the streets of Charlottesville, um, AR-15s, you know, you know, armed and dangerous. And no one is there to stop it. No one is there to, you know, protect anyone. And they're beating up on innocent people and nothing is happening. Well, these, this ma- these militia first, groups were more, they were more armed. Like when I first saw pictures of. They're the cops, yeah. Yeah, when I first saw the pictures, I thought they were the cops. You know what I mean? Because they had bulletproof vests on, they had camo. I mean, they, you know, they had all the gear. You know what I mean? So I literally thought that they were the cops. And I'm, you know, and. They, that's the damn militia, and when the, when the when the governor came out and said that you know that the police response was lacking because they weren't a they weren't prepared and b they were they weren't as armed as as the white you know as the white nationalist groups and stuff. Anybody, all they had to do that's one of those, one of those situations where all you have to do just ask a black person, just ask a black person. Hey man, you got some some white supremacist people <laughs> rolling up to your town like. What are we? What should we expect? And the black yeah. person say, "Look, bro, they come, <laughs> they come in armed to the teeth. Like, you yep. got to be ready." But even the now, I haven't seen a whole lot by local law enforcement as far as um, they did apprehend a guy that um, ran through the crowd. But there were several people out there were getting their ass. But one guy has been a picture floating around um, the internet. A brother with his head cracked open. There's pictures of the people and videos of the people actually cracking his head open. Oops, my bad. <laughs> and, and, you know, they still haven't arrested these guys. And Twitter has done more to identify a lot of these people than local law enforcement, federal law enforcement. This is a terrorist group. This was a, you know, this wasn't just, you know, a bunch of white people getting together. And, you know, screaming their rights. So, you know, exercise their first amendment. And this was a terrorist event. Remember. And uh, it's just frustrating. Remember the Boston Ma- Boston Marathon bombing happened yeah. a couple of years ago? Remember how they shut down the city of Boston and they were they were confiscating uh, cell phone video. They were confiscate. They were combing the Internet for any picture. They were going around in every business Every ATM, everything that has a camera, they were taking it and scrubbing through mm-hmm. footage to try to find the guy that that basically so they can track the guy and find where he was and you know who who placed planted the bomb and that kind of thing. Why they don't do that for 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 these guys? Like I'm not saying you got to go to that extreme, but this is a terrorist group, right? So you're supposed to treat if this was change the hue, change the pigmentation a little, change the melanin level. You know what I mean? Like Change the religion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If these were brown people doing this, dude, they would they would have every one of those guys on some type of watch list right now. 
FBI would be at their house interviewing them. They would be going through their their social media feeds. They would be tracking, see what, you know, all the message boards these guys are on. Like, they don't do any of this kind of, like, we are, we're being like them vigilantes and stuff. We're, we're people, you know, people sharing this stuff online, trying to find who these people are. And the the most justice that people are getting is that these guys that are, that they've able to find who they were, they're losing their jobs. Like that's the is, that's the level of injustice that they're getting. But it's not even any comfort in that because all they have to do, someone sympathetic to their cause or to the movement, they're gonna give them another fucking job. So it doesn't damn matter. Well, it's not like that's gonna go on their on their uh, background check anyway. Oh, dude, even like if it's it not a does, crime. But but even if it, let's say if if it was a crime, let's say if it was some type of punitive, you know, consequences for participating in this shit, they is still you know companies or organizations or people that will come to them and say, listen, you know, my white brother, the the system is abusing you, the system is taking advantage of you, and you know taking advantage, you know, and you know keeping you from your white rights. We gonna give you a job. So I don't feel no sympathy for him, man. Like um. Another kind of not switching gears, but Jeffrey Lord was fired from CNN last week. That don't mean shit. Slow he's going to get another job. Yeah. He, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not a victory. He's going to go somewhere and keep spewing the same amount of hate and bigotry that he always has. So to me, it has to be more than just these people's losing their job. That doesn't make me happy at all. I want them identified. I want them prosecuted if they broke the damn law. That should happen. And you know, but I, it's not going to happen. With the Jeffrey Lord thing, you know how I felt about how I feel about CNN and all these shows anyway man like when when jeffrey law was was talking about black people daily and talking about the ineptitude of the obama administration and and you know basically everything else he's fine he has a job he has prime time billing he's one of the they use him more than any of the other political pundits and stuff but that dude say something about hitler it's a wrap it's a wrap over instantly and that's how slavery should be for the same the same visceral reaction these people have for Nazis and and you know and, and Hitler and that kind of thing concentration camps it should be the same reaction when these white people are walking around you know the campus of of, of U, uh, UVA talking about black people go back to Africa you know slavery's not dead I mean this is this is what these guys were chanting and. You know that should that should be the equivalent of of these guys saying you know screaming out some some German Nazi BS like it should be the same the the world should see it the same way and they don't. Dude, let me tell you something. There's a trip with all the situation as far as like um some of these people their affinity for the Confederacy um and the Nazis. Motherfuckers, they lost the wars in both situations. Dude. They lost. They lost. And even with, the, you know, the people that like to prop up the Confederacy says it's heritage, not hate. They were traitors. You can't be a patriot of the United States of America and say you love the United States and then go back and say, well, you know, this is part of our heritage. This is part of our history. They were traitors. But the problem with that is no one faced any type of consequences. There was no for consequence for you. Yeah. But think about it. I mean, these... These the same people that are in these rallies and in in these marches and this kind of stuff, man. These white nationalist guys, they're they're the descendants from you know their ancestors that were they were watching people getting lynched, they were watching people getting drugged, they were watching people getting beat. You know, they even if they were complicit, if you know when white people say, "Well, my 
my family didn't own slaves. You know, we weren't bad. We didn't own slaves. It's like, well, you probably had a cousin. Benefited from slavery. Exactly. You benefited from slavery. I'm sure you've been a part. Your family members have been a part of some random black guy getting killed or lynched or something. Even if, even if you... Even if no, even if your family is totally clean and not not one of those people that's in those lynching pictures or or anything like that, like you're not, you know, those lynching picnics. I mean, that's where the term picnic came from. Pick a nigga when they used to hang, you know, nigga, yeah. people used to get together to lynch black people. They used to sell tickets on at the, on Sunday at the church to watch niggas getting hung in trees. So even if your even if your folks weren't complicit in that, and that happened all over the country, it wasn't just the South. Even if you weren't complicit in that, I'm sure your family has known somebody. I'm sure you could you could you could identify the person because dude, they was they used to sell those pictures, like on postcards, of lynchings, yeah, smiling children and stuff in these pictures and stuff, right? Nothing happened dude, to those texts. They used to advertise text. They used to advertise it like in a church announcement. Yeah, yeah, on the radio and shit. We were growing up, you know, church in the this person, now I'm talking about in church. Oh, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. This, like this person got a birthday. They, uh, they used to advertise at the church. And, and the problem, what frustrates me and what's getting me hot right now, is it's like you said earlier, they try, try to downplay severity that slavery was. But, you know, we'll talk about the Holocaust. You know, we'll talk about, you know, the crimes that were committed against indigenous people in, you know, this country, the Native Americans, or wherever else. But slavery was messed up. And that's the thing that gets me, like you t- said before we started recording. Why are these white people so upset? Makes no you know sense. they maintain all, it makes no sense. I mean, look, they get, look, man. Not one of those white guys. Like, even even if a black guy murdered their parents, they could be mad at that black guy for murdering their parents. They can They have no reason to be mad at black folks as a whole. They have no reason to be mad at Muslims and whoever, just brown and black people as a whole. No reason. They have they have the upper hand in in every conceivable level in this country, in at every measure. It's so many mediocre white dudes in jobs they shouldn't have. So many mediocre Four, white forty five dude. <laughs> forty five. Y'all own president. <laughs> I'll say that. Is sitting in office with with a mediocre cabinet around him. They're winning. They won the election. Like, they, why are you protesting when you won? Like, I don't. I don't. You you control the Senate. You control you control the uh, um, uh, the House. Justice Department. You control the House. You control the executive branch. Like you won. You won. It's more white men. What white men being a uh, uh, see white people. Or CEOs of, of Fortune 500 companies than any other any other nationality, any other uh, race. Like you want, you own the economy. You even even on the superficial level, like a sporting event, you own the teams. Even if we mm-hmm. even if we can outrun, out jump you, bro, you still own the teams. You cutting the check. You won. And why are you so mad? And even when we, own, and even if we own a franchise, it's the the lowly Charlotte fucking Hornets, man. The lowly Charlotte Hornets. Me and you could have bought the Hornets, man. Dude, we should have crowdfunded. It, it, it. <laughs> see, this, is the, this is the thing, man. So the, the end of the 1865 in slavery. Dude, it's 2017. That's 152 years. In 152 years, 
our position, while it has improved in the country, economically, if if you look at the, the amount of the economy that we control and what we have power of, that hasn't changed. If you look at the amount of you know black senators or congressmen, that hasn't changed that much. If you look at you know how um, we are valued in the country, it hasn't changed. So to be this upset about stuff, it just doesn't make any sense. And um, it's one thing Dexter always says, like mediocre white people and white tears. That's what it is. And it's just so frustrating, man. I'll be honest. I paid attention to what's happening in Charlotte and more of the same. It's not like we haven't seen this before. And before the year is up, I hate to say it, it's going to be five to ten more examples of this at least. Yeah. At yeah. least. I mean, it's sad, man, because look, man, I, I'm at a point now where I just, for my own sanity, I can't watch everything and I can't read everything. So when I when I see stuff on my timeline, half time, I don't even know if it's new or old. You know what I mean? Because sometimes somebody might post something that happened years ago, a story, you know, black guy gets shot in the back. I just saw something like a black guy got shot in the back uh, by a cop in his own yard or something a couple of days ago. I, I saw the headline. I'm like, well, is this old? I don't even know. I don't. I it's so many of mm-hmm. them. Like, if you if you invest so much of yourself into following this stuff, man, it it can destroy you. You know what I mean? It can mess start messing with your sanity. And look, I'm I'm I guess you know uh, who 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 said it? Uh, to be black in America is to be angry in America. Was it um uh damn? What's the poet? Um, um that was oh, James Baldwin. James he said Baldwin. to be black yeah. and re- to be black and relatively conscious in America is to be in a state of rage exactly. all the time, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. But that's the thing, man. Like you, you can't not be. And we have every right to be upset and to protest. And I've tell I've said it a million times. You know, a pro a protest is nothing but it's the it's an action of the actionless. The you know, it's it's the last ditch effort. It's like it's like when you see the uh, the you see the footage of you know the tanks rolling through like Rwanda and the dude throwing rocks at it. You know what I mean? Like uh, the rock can't possibly stop the tank, but it's your last futile effort. That's all we got, bro. So when I hear people talking about the power of protests and we shouldn't do it and that kind of thing, like we ain't, that's all we got. We don't control any industry. We can't stop. We can't stop you from doing anything else. The only thing we can do is, is we we can make you see our pain and hope that you start to empathize. That's what happened in the night in the, in uh, before the civil rights. That's that's why you know like when Emmett Till got killed, like his mom did the open casket. You know that's why when you had protests, black people were purposely want to get in front of cameras while they were getting beat so that they can show it to the masses so people can see it. And it's, it's, it's the same thing, cell phone videos and stuff now of cops beating, beating uh, you know, black people in the streets and stuff. It's the same thing. Like The only thing that we can hope to do is to make it go viral and hope that these people feel something about us. That's it. But, but th- that's not going to work, man, because a lot of these people, they do not view us as... <laughs> Human, we're subhuman. And one thing I did do after you know this weekend, I, I purposely paid attention to the news to try to you know, gauge how was Fox News going to spin it? How, how was you know the the forty five finance 
gonna spin it, and you know what was gonna be their angle. And they took the you know the route that I, uh, everyone else they gotta you know treat each other the same across the board. Is you know no, it's no place for this in America. But that's bullshit. And I'm cursing a lot on this one because I'm frustrated, dude. Until we admit the history of violence and terror that people of color, all people of color have suffered in these United States of America, we're never going to make it in progress, period. We got to admit that. We, we do. We we are living in fear. I saw a meme last week and uh, well, it was an article and they were talking about how black people are not worrying about a nuclear holocaust. Why? Because, you know, the hell we suffer and everything we go to now, we have what we expected. And one of the, the talking points in the article was we know white people and we know what white people are capable of. And, dude, that's perfect. It is true. Anytime this stuff happens, it makes me sad, but I'm never surprised, X, ever. No, no. Like, look, man, <laughs> I hate to be all doom and gloom, man. Like I said, man, this is, you know, we consciously and purposely wanted to keep these podcasts light, man, but. It's hard, man. <laughs> yo, man, it's it's crazy, man, with this kind of stuff going on, man. You, I feel like it's our duty to say something, man. Because, you know, I'm I'm probably I'm more upset. I'm more upset with the the complicit white people, right? The people that that didn't go to these rallies, the people that aren't posting anything on social media. Because you got to think about it, the people that actually show up, to, the people that actually show up to these rallies and it's kind of, it's, it's a small percentage. You're talking one, two percent, you know, of 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 the demographic of people that that follow, you know, that believe in white supremacy or at least subvertly believe in it. Um, it's such a small, so it's just a small percentage. I mean, you're talking a couple of thousand people of white people at this rally, right? Uh-huh. Those people know other white people, and those people know other white people. So, <laughs> the most the most normal, well adjusted white person who said, "Hey, I'm not a I'm not racist. I don't believe in white supremacy and blah." There are only a few degrees of separation between them and these neo Nazi guys. Yeah, like this. That's not. They try to make it sound like these people are just some some weird like backwood inbred off breed of whiteness like oh man it's there they are just the worst of the worst no just the same way that they lump us together with you know deaths in chicago the murder rate in baltimore all that. they attribute all of that to all black people as a whole they don't want to they don't want to identify you know what i mean if, if if i as a black man come out and say look man all y'all the same to me because you're complicit you know what i mean the people that the people that signed off on them allowing them to have to have the protests on this state run college campus those people are complicit they allow this they allow this to even happen you know what i mean so dude, yeah, if man. you if you voted for 45 you're complicit and that goes um across the board i don't care if you're black white latino whatever you complicit because just the stuff that he was saying, the hate speech that he was spewing at his um, his rallies, you, you're all guilty. And that's one of my biggest concerns. If you want to if I hate when people give me their lip service and I think a lot of, you know, so-called progressives and liberals or Democrats, 
they're just as bad as the people on the right because instead of them being you know overt and out with their racism they do it in, you know in a kind of gentler way you know they say they make little slick comments but to me all these people if you want to be down with the cause start calling these people out on their bullshit that's what you got to start doing call jeff sessions out for his bullshit and his history of racism and bigotry in damn georgia call them out but they're never gonna do that man because what they do better than us on every level decks they stick together. Yeah. And as our boy Tariq would say, they got a damn code and they don't break from that code for no damn body. We got to start getting on code, man. Period. Uh, man, look, man, I, I, I just don't, I don't understand how, how they can sit by and just, and I can't, I mean, look, it's been going on. It's been going on since, since we've been here. It's been going on, you know, since slavery's been in America. It's been going on since, White Europeans have been conquesting most of the world. Um, you know, for for these people to to not at this point, right? Like you see something like this happen. For these, for it's so many white people online screaming out, "Not me, not me! I'm not like them." Right now, I don't need that from you. I don't care to hear that. I want you to go name names. I want you to go find mm-hmm. somebody. If it ain't you, do you know somebody who it is? You know somebody who sent you a, who sent you a raunchy email about black people, something, a little joke about a black guy. Somebody says something about black women. There's a little off-color joke here or there. Somebody says something at the church or, or on the job. Like you've witnessed callous behavior and, and inappropriate behavior of other white people talking about other minorities. Whether it's just black people, you know, Muslim, whatever, right? You've witnessed, and you and you've kept quiet. You've made it. You've made it culturally normal for those for those guys to behave, for those men and women to behave in that manner, and um, and you're complicit. You're complicit. You're, you're no different than the, than the neighbor that watches the woman get beat by her husband every night, and you don't call the cops, and then she eventually gets killed. And you, oh, she was such a nice lady. But you're complicit. You watched. And that's what these people are doing. And that's what bothers me so much about this whole situation, man. Because these people look, man, they, all these people didn't come from Charlottesville. They came from all over the country to get here. Mm-hmm. They all organized, man. They, they were all on message boards. They were all in Reddit groups. They were all in subreddits. They were all on Drudge Report and, and all these other all these other internet publications and stuff. They were... They were talking about this shit for months. They've been talking about this shit since Trump been in office. Or 45's been in office. They've been spouting off about this shit forever. You know what I mean? And don't these these people aren't the smartest people in the they ain't the sharpest knives in the drawer, man. Just a bunch of regular mediocre white dudes, man. And women. Dude, I'm I'm gonna tell you what it's done. I think um because the country has always been racist. The country will always be racist. So, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to change the mindset and mentalities of people when they've been conditioned since birth to believe that they're superior. But one thing I think 45 has done, I think he's made it cool and hip to be, you know, a racist and a bigot again. You know, that's the talk of the town. And, you know, and another thing, not just that he's made it cool, he has emboldened DJ who's man he has made it okay to come out because you know back in the day 40 50 years ago they would have had their hoods on at this rally well, now they, made, they just blatant well, they like made, that he made it. it mainstream too 
Yeah. Because even guys like Richard Spencer, that's the, I mean, that's the thing that f- frightened me the most about Richard Spencer was that he, he's made white nationalist groups corporate. Yeah. Yeah. The whole term alt-right, like that came from him. Well, well, Dex, I'm not. I'm not gonna say he's made them corporate because they've been corporate yeah. since the beginning. <laughs> you guys, he's made, not, he's made, he's made it more palatable <laughs> to, you know, what I mean, like alt right almost comes across like Tea Party almost comes across like another like if they position themselves properly, if that dude when they got punched in the face recently, you know, what I mean, like he, he, they, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised that five years from now there's a there's a uh, alt right political group like an open. Just like the Tea Party, just an open group that people that that uh, uh, you know people are, people that's running for office are are trying to get votes from these people and cowtailing down to these people and stuff, trying to trying to get votes and stuff. Like I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked because you can see uh, uh, certain people, certain rich people, and certain just well-to-do people because they're gonna make it. They're gonna make it okay, and that's. That's the problem. That's the problem I have with forty five, you know, uh, and Richard Spencer. These guys don't. They don't have to wear hoods anymore because they've, they, they. This is racism evolved. You know what I mean? Like this. This isn't. They don't have to burn a cross in your front yard. That doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. Like, what does it actually do? That does nothing. Because they understand that we look. We don't physically. We don't fear you anymore. There's no. We're not, there's, there's no, we're so far away from getting beat with whips and stuff that the idea of it is so foreign to us that that, that don't, that don't freak us out anymore. If you try to put hands on us, we can put hands on you, right? Um, the thing is now is that they're, they're more cerebral. They're thinking about the long game. You know, they're thinking about, you know, um, let's, let's criminalize, over-criminalize these people, let's Let's change policy that that directly decrease fundings to programs that directly impact these people. Like that's what they're doing. Oh, so since we look, well, let's go into that then. With switch gears, what's your boy? What's Jeff Sessions? What's his middle name? I always forget it. Damn, Beauregard. Beauregard. So this motherfucker. Like I said, I'm cursing a lot this this show because I'm I'm upset. Dude, they are lining up their ducks to get affirmative action in front of the Supreme Court, and they trying to overturn it straight up. Did North he already, Carolina. No, he already said if if they don't if they can't overturn it, they're going to sue individual colleges, yep. and basically one by one until they can get this until they can either uh, get a bill passed or they're just going to tie these schools up in financial financial ruins. You know. But see, but but people, but listeners of the show, one thing you got to think about: overturn overturning affirmative action. And putting more barriers to, you know, in the way of some people getting to get into college. Who is it going to affect? Who is it going to disproportionately affect? People of color, black people, Latinos. And that's what I'm telling you. It, it's, it's, it's fucking frustrating as hell. Even in North Carolina, they have passed a law recently, and I can't believe they did it. It's okay for motorists to drive through crowds of people to the block oh, yeah. in the road. And, you what? know, that, that's, that same law is on the books in several other states already. And it's probably gonna be passed in the next couple of the only thing that delayed it now is probably this recent event, but this was slated to be passed on several other uh states um you know in, in America. So yeah, man. This is look, man, this whole thing like this, what happened on on Saturday and Sunday is just um it's just a reaction 
or it's just a, just a side effect of a greater greater problem. Like these are the types of things that even even like the well-meaning white you know white racist or white supremacist person like they don't even want to see this type of violence and stuff because that doesn't help the their situation because they move in silence, man. They this don't help. Yeah, and and that's the only reason why the well-to-do white supremacist um, neo Nazi whatever you want to call them that's why they don't like it because like you said they you know it brings attention that they don't need and then we start looking at things that they don't want to look into so well you know let's let's uh i guess we can transition to something else a little it's a little bit more palatable man still still we've been talking about um protesting and stuff you know before this recent thing popped up man a big protest has been in the news has been you know the whole colin kaepernick situation right uh whether uh, players should be involved in politics and whether people fans of the nfl should be protesting uh protesting the nfl or or um you know not while boycotting the nfl uh not watching games not participating in stuff uh because colin kaepernick until colin kaepernick is signed like how, like how do you feel about like it's protest in general this first question and protesting the nfl well i think um well, done properly, a protest can really bring about change. But I think when it's done, it has to be done responsibly. You have to set up what are your targets, what are your goals, what are you trying to achieve, and then you have to come about a strategic. I don't think just protest for the sake of protesting is effective. You got to have a goal. What are you trying to change? Now, the whole thing with the NFL, man, I really don't mess with sports as much as I used to. Um, because the older I get, the more I see how um, black people really fuel the entire sports industry. But uh, when you look at these perspective, people all have it. Steph Curry got a $200 million deal. But how much value has he added to the Warriors since he's been there? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But as far as more, as far as more kind of NFL, I really, really thought about not uh, – um, Participating in fantasy football this year, just because I'm so annoyed with um, Kaepernick not getting a job, and not because he doesn't have the ability to do it, because he's being blackballed, and uh, what they're doing, they are um, they're making an example out of him. So they're trying to deter, you know, future players from doing anything remotely similar. And it's frustrating that this dude hasn't done anything. He's an upstanding citizen. The only thing he did was take a knee on the flag, you know, doing the national anthem. And he wasn't, you know, creating a record to cause any havoc, just doing it real quietly. Not bringing a whole lot of attention to himself. But people focusing more on that than the actual issues, the reason why he is, um, you know, taking a knee during the anthem. And it's frustrating. It's like, you know, I keep kicking it around, man. I still haven't decided really if I'm going to play fantasy football or not. But I think – if a person is going to decide not to boycott the NFL, they have a reason. But my thing is, what is it really going to solve? How do we, if we're going to do it, we got to be strategic. Like I said, we have to go into it with a with an end game in sight. But well, what do you think? Look, man, my thing is, <laughs> yeah, you feel like I feel you like ah, yeah, man. You know, my thing is, man. A decision to boycott or protest is is an individual decision 
that can influence a greater group, right? So if you if you decide right now that you want to protest fucking Velveeta cheese and you have your reasons to do it, I even if I like Velveeta cheese, nothing's going like your singular protest isn't going to change the bottom line of Velveeta cheese. If you decide to boycott it, it's not going to change the bottom line. But you've made a conscious decision and a, and a decision to boycott or protest, protest, you know, this product. Even if I don't agree with it, I don't I shouldn't have anything to say about it. Because it doesn't impact, because it's not going to impact the cost of Velveeta cheese. It's not going to impact if it ends up on sh- on store shelves or anything. Like it does, it's not going to change my daily interaction with Velveeta cheese. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I, I see people online, they're they're making they make a lot of comments about pro about people boycotting and protesting against the NFL. Right? The NFL is a multi-billion-dollar uh, organization. They, if I choose to protest against the NFL, my a person who maybe go to one one football game a year really don't buy any NFL paraphernalia. The only thing I really do is I play fantasy football. You know what I mean? So I'm not paying for the red zone package. I only watch whatever comes on. You know what I mean? Like I'm not the, I'm not that crazy. I don't even buy Madden anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that crazy NFL fan anymore. So me boycotting the NFL, at the end of the day, bottom line-wise, they don't care about me at all. Right? I don't, I don't contribute to that bottom line enough. But, Dex, I think I think the problem the, – the only problem I have with some people, um, the people that act like boycotting the NFL is completely out of the realm of possibilities, and they just love fucking football so much that they just – protested and they just been waiting for all year and it's like the best thing going so i think you know when is enough enough when you know do you have to draw the line saying but i don't don't like that people like well this is the nfl i can't boycott the nfl it's just especially when it's obvious especially when it's blatant man and some people oh go ahead ahead. now i was gonna say for me that's the thing that's the thing that bothers me right like Look, man, if we, you know, people are saying, well, how can you, pro- why, why do you protest? Why are you mad about Colin Kaepernick, but not be mad about this over here? Or how can you focus on this, but not be mad? Like, I'm mad about hold it up. all. Call it out. Call call out the inaction. You know what I mean? Like, I'm. Hold up. Call out the inaction. So, I, I'm. Hold up. So, so Facebook this weekend, I was messing with Dex. This one dude was saying, well, if you're protesting Kaepernick, why are you protesting T.O.? It's not apples to apples comparison, homie. It's not the same thing. It's a joke, man. So like, T.O. is not playing because, you know, Bridges. T.O.'s at the end of his career. You know, he probably doesn't have the ability. They say he's still a top 10 receiver. That's bullshit. <laughs> you know, Cap is being blackballed because he took a knee. But yeah, my, my thing is like this, man. Like, we don't have to have selective outrage, right? We can be mad about multiple things at the same time. We aren't We aren't idiots, man. So when people make those types of comments like, well, you should be, you know, you should be mad about what's going on in Rwanda. Why you like, you know, what? I can I can be concerned about what's going on anywhere else and be mad about the treatment of Colin Kaepernick and be mad about the protests, about about the killings in, in other countries, you know, about police brutality. Like I can be mad about it all and I am mad about it all. But 
but it doesn't make I can like I can be I can protest the NFL if I choose to. And I haven't made that decision yet if I'm not am or not, because like I said, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter for me personally. Um mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna begrudge somebody else for doing it. Um mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not I'm like I said, I'm not the target audience for the NFL, right? Um so, but yeah, man, like I, I I just hate that that kind of false equivalency, like, oh man, well you 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 gotta be you why you you ain't worrying about the, the people getting killed in Chicago, but you worrying about Colin Kaepernick's job and or I saw a guy some you know there was a racial in, incident in my job and the guy got let let go nobody was protesting him it's like dude because you know that guy nobody knows that guy and nobody That's cares so to know who that guy yeah. is like Colin Kaepernick has this he had he has a, a he has a platform. He has a name that people recognize and people know. It's the same way that people get upset with Bill Cosby raping women, and nobody cares if if some other dude rapes some women. It it is what it is. Like it's the, it's a celebrity part of it that gets people to to care about it and people to talk about it. Other NFL players have t- taken a knee. Even this year, there's been other other NFL players that decided to sit out, sat out, sat down. A couple of other players sat out. Only person I Michael heard Bennett. Was, yeah, Michael Bennett. Only only name I actually heard was Marshawn Lynch. Nobody else cares about the other players. Mm-hmm. Even when Colin Kaepernick was was taking a knee, other other NFL players were taking knees as well. No, their name's not out there. Those guys aren't getting blackballed because nobody knows who they are. Nobody cares. That's what people have to understand. Like people are protesting the NFL because you know why? Because people care about the NFL. People care right now about. What's going on in the NFL? Three months from now, they might not care. You know, I've I've said it a million times, man. If Colin Kaepernick, the best thing that an NFL team can do is give the dude a damn job. If you want the story to go away, if if you think he's as bad as he is, give him a job. Because you know what? Did you, he's going if he fails on the field, nobody's gonna care. Period. Did you did you see uh, what the players associate? See, I, I get upset with this Kaepernick situation. For several reasons. I think you look at the labor union. The NFL union is probably the weakest out of the three major sports in the United States of America. And before we start recording, I read an article and the union was like, well, you know, we can help Cap. He just needs to ask for it. You're the damn union. You're the Players Association. Why should he have to come to you and say, hey, I need help? You should be defending him. If he had a substance abuse issue. Yep. Would 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 they step in and help this brother out, even if he asked for it or not? Yes, they would. Yeah, dude. But if if it was Ray Rice, or if it's Ray Lewis, or any of these other people, they come into their assistance. They come in to help them out. And well, not, he's done it, nothing wrong to either. And that's that's what people. I don't think people yep. understand. He's done <laughs> nothing wrong for him to apologize for. The only thing this dude did, this dude literally took a flashlight and shined it on something, a crime happening and said, yep. hey, this is wrong over here. This this shouldn't be happening in America. And until I feel like we get to a, p- a place where it, you know there's enough visibility on it, I'm going to take a knee. But see, he's used his position to um, bring attention to um, something that exactly. is a problem. And exactly. And let me let me ask you how you know if you want to talk about American values, how American is that? You get what I'm saying? We see some a group of people that you know, no one is speaking up for, no one is you know you know talking about. And he did it. 
And like I said earlier, the thing that frustrates me so much is they always talk about him taking a knee, but they, you know, they don't talk about why he's taking a knee. They don't talk about how, you know, still is happening over and over and over. People are killing innocent, unarmed black people. And nothing is happening. Even the, the woman that killed Terrence Crutcher at Oklahoma, she just got another job. Dex. Yeah, promoted. Just got another job. Promoted. So think about it. If you, you know, if you, you're a construction company or something, you have like a bad safety record. You got people dying on the job. You got houses burning up. Probably not going to keep getting business. You know, if you're a doctor and you kill someone, if you negligent, you know, you're going to get sued. It's going to be a malpractice suit. It's going to be harder for you to get insured. That's why I think, you know, with a lot of these cops and getting off subject, we got to get back on. They should be required to carry some type of insurance, the same thing as doctors. They should be bonded. Just like, you know, if a contractor yeah. comes to your house and if they mess something up, you have a recourse to sue them. It should be the same thing with these people, man. Or take the money for these lawsuits out of the damn pension fund. I guarantee you start seeing something happen then. Exactly. It just goes, you know, these people aren't being held accountable. Yeah. Oh, you know, going, going back to the Colin Kaepernick thing, man. Like, I see, you know, people are more worried about about football than injustice in this country. And I don't have a problem with that, man. Look, you can choose your own battles, man. Like, look, man, I love... I love stuff that I probably shouldn't watch. I watch stuff I probably shouldn't watch. I follow stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's guilty pleasure. Yeah. I get it. People are people. Human are humans, right? But don't get mad at somebody else who decided to take this to, to make that sacrifice and say, you know what? That's my limit. That's my limit. Like, you know, women getting, you know, players beating women and players using PEDs and players, you know, beating other people like all kind of stuff and murdering people that wasn't enough for that wasn't enough for me to protest about that wasn't enough for me to, me to be mad about that. and we we almost got to turn the lens back on ourselves when we you know when it comes to NFL shit man cuz it's true like you know a lot of times like we as fans we overlooked a lot of stuff for our players to get back on the field mm-hmm. uh, right or wrong right and uh, but yeah Colin this Colin Kaepernick situation is a final straw for a lot of people and as a you know, as a as a fellow human being, man, you can you cannot then turn to that person and say, "Well, nah, man, you can't you can't choose to be outraged about this and not be outraged about something else." That's your breaking point. People have breaking points, and it's, it just kind of is what it is. So yeah, man, like if you me personally, look, man, if you want to protest anything, oh, if it if it doesn't impact me directly, I don't care what the hell you protest for. Mm-hmm. And I say it all the time, man. It costs you nothing to say nothing. Sometimes, shut your mouth. If somebody's online saying saying something about something they feel passionate about, and if you if they feel a hundred percent passionate about it, and you only feel five percent passionate about it, sometimes just scroll on by and not say something because you putting in your two cents means nothing because all you're doing is, is inciting a. a, a, a a visceral reaction out of someone when you don't even care enough to even argue either side either way. So yeah, man, to me it's cowardice, it's ridiculous, and uh, yeah, man, I I just that's to me that's the end. This this social media age, man, is people people commenting on shit that they don't even care strongly about either way. 
Well, you know, people, it gives people a voice and they just want to be heard. They just want to say something. Uh, and you see people write these long dissertations like, what the hell are you talking about? This has absolutely nothing to do with anything else. So that's why I just scroll by, man. If I have a, a issue, I'm notorious. I'll screenshot something. I'll send it to Dex. I said, Dex, can you believe this? Shit? Just laugh, man. Just laugh. <laughs> and, and we laugh about it, man. But sometimes it's just so ridiculous and I, I hate when people are screaming about justice and equality in one breath and then you know they 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 so lukewarm about these other issues and they don't realize that all of this shit is related all of it it's not like you know this everything that we talked about about charlottesville it is is directly related and connected to colin kaepernick and the same thing we said about that about the good white folks speaking up and saying something about it what are good white players in the NFL speaking up and saying something about it? They sleep, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I've, I've, I've said it before, man. Look, Colin Kaepernick, I don't, you know, what is it, 53 players on the NFL roster. Yep. Right? You might have three quarterbacks at the most. Just being a quarterback in the NFL, you know, it's a limited job. It's only so many spots, especially a starting quarterback. It's only a few. It's only a few, man. And if you can have a tenure longer than a couple of years in the NFL as a quarterback, especially a black quarterback, that's a rare, that's a rare breed of player, right? So, and there's only so many people in this country, in this world, that can play quarterback. You know, that's what they that's what they tell me. When I watch it, when I watch them quarterback countdown shows and shit, that's that's what they telling me, man, that the quarterback's the hardest job in the world, and blah, blah, blah. They're saying all this stuff, and it's a, it's an exclusive club. Where are the rest of these quarterback club members? Where you know what I mean? Where is the Drew Brees and the uh, and the uh, Tom Brady's and the oh, Peyton whoa, whoa, whoa. Manning's and so, the, so let me tell you something. Don't get it twisted. Drew Brees came out last year and he said, uh, "Yeah, it, it, exactly." So he's pretty much like he needs to stand for the anthem. Everyone needs to stand yeah. for the anthem. But so, even guys like <laughs> like a guy like Matt Ryan who has nothing to say about anything. Where where like where are these guys at? Because the the quarterback position they have the the, high, the most visibility. They they are pretty much the face of their franchises. If they open their mouths, stuff moves. And this is a this is a fellow quarterback in your league playing shoulder to shoulder with you, getting mistreated not based on his play, but based on his political stance. Well, Come dude, on, not, not 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 only that. This is a dude that took a team to the Super Bowl, and I always say it was it was some fluky stuff going on with, um, you know, just that was a Super Bowl when the power went out and they had that oh, yeah. that, that long delay. Dude, this could be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and yeah. then, even when you look at the, the quarterbacks in the league, there's only a handful that have actually gone to the Super Bowl: Breeze, Brady, Ryan, Cam Newton, um, Russell Wilson. So. Oh, what's that? Five out of thirty-two? No more than eight out of yeah. thirty-two. Eli, and you mean to tell me this dude can't get no job? But Jay Cutler could get a fucking job. But that's the crazy. Shit. But for those guys to be completely quiet, right? When uh, what's what's the other uh, Pat Tillman when he got killed? Yeah. Every NFL player has something to say about how much they love Pat Tillman. Everybody has something to say. Oh my god! Oh my god! Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman this. Pat Tillman that. Everybody has something to say. People getting. You know, wearing the flag on the own, all kind of stuff, right? Where, where, where are all these these dour patriots at now? Where are these like where? I'm not even talking about an offensive line. I'm not talking even look, man. Even even his line, the guys that 
you know, my line, I love my linemen, blah, these guys, my brother, where are these guys at? Where's the wide receiver that caught balls from this guy? Like, where are these guys at? That's the thing that's, that's glaring to me. When you hear mm-hmm. people speak out about guys like Ezekiel Elliott, they speak to his character. Oh, man, Ezekiel's a good guy, man. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have all the facts, and I don't, you know, I don't want to speak totally on it. I don't have all the facts, but I know Ezekiel a good guy. They'll, they'll come out there and say some shit about when Ray Lewis got his situation. You stick a camera in any NFL player face, they had something to say about it. You know what I mean? But this situation, these guys ain't got nothing to say. The only people that got something to say is the people that agree with it. Come on, man. Dude, what's amazing, a lot of the people that have come out and spoken against him, especially the black players, these are the same people that were in trouble themselves. Mike Vick. Yep. Ray Lewis. Dude, Ray Lewis was on, you know, he he, he was charged with double murder. Like, double I, murder, Dex. I tell Cats all the time, bro. I was in Buckhead that night when that shit went down. Two clubs down, walking the streets. Like, I remember the scene in Atlanta, man. Like it was crazy. And he was. Tre- I remember how he was treated on on just Atlanta news and stuff. Like he was treated. He was treated like Michael Vick. He was treated like a common criminal. You know, like remember how Puffy when Puffy got in that shooting situation yeah. and stuff. That's he, he was treated the same way. And for but, him to come out on the other side and completely forget all that shit, it's crazy. Well, another thing that annoys me, like, you know, he was on Undisputed with Shannon Sharp, and, you know, they they kind of going back and forth with it. And then at the end of it, you know, it's this whole thing, you know, we disagree, but, you know, we still brothers, you know, we're in a fraternity, you know, NFL players. Fuck that, man. I just get so tired of, you know, people being wrong and what they're saying and what they're doing, and then, you know, we still going to dap it up, we still going to hang out. That's why I take Shannon Sharp and a lot of these guys serious, because to me, you can't, it's all for sure. If you're going to sit up here and argue with this dude in front of the cameras and, then, you know, you're just going to go, you know, get off the set and act like nothing happened. Like he still ain't a messed up dude. I just well, can't, I just can't stand it, man. What happens? I mean, it's the same thing that happens in, in police departments. Same thing that happens in I mean, every walk of life. We have a group of people, people overlook certain things and they look over, you know, I mean, look, you used to see it back doing, uh, uh, you know, and hell, reconstruction and stuff. When they would talk to you, see stories of black people talking about their former slave master when they were at, you know, when it, once they were free and they started their own businesses and stuff, they were working shoulder to shoulder with like some of the same white guys that, that used to beat the hell out of them. You know what I mean? Spit on them and stuff. And now they're, they're quote unquote equal and they were fine. They were like, oh, it's no big deal. You know what I mean? That's the same thing with this kind of stuff, man. You know, it's like, no matter what these players do, they all fall in line on that fraternity stuff, that fraternal order type of stuff. And But for the case of Colin Kaepernick, that's just out the window. And that's what's so troubling yeah. about it to me is like, especially from a quarterback position, what what's, what does Jay Cutler think about it? You know what I mean? What what does, what does, uh, 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 hell, any of these other quarterbacks, what, I mean, what do they think about it? What's, what's, what's Eli Manning's position on Colin Kaepernick? Like, See, I, you know I, I, mean? I think what these players need to do, uh, they need to look at historically how the media has tried to silence, you know, black athletes in general to have a message. You can go back to Ali, um, NBA. You can look at uh, Chris Jackson. I always mess up his name, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. 
Muhammad Abdul, Mahmoud Abdul, like, oof. And you can look at, you know, Colin Kaepernick now. You could, hell, Craig Hodges. Yeah. You know, and like, Craig Hodges, like, listen, man, you know, I was contributing on a, a winning NBA team and they blackballed me. And that's the same thing, man. And that's a problem. And I think to me, if we don't address this issue, it's going to happen again. And whether it's five years, 10 years down the road, the next Kaepernick will get blackballed. Or it won't even be another cabinet because trust me, they're grooming these young players from the time they're in middle school to high school to college to not take a stance on anything and yep. be in agree with everything. And I could guarantee that no other people of any other race, they're grooming them and teaching them to not speak up on issues that affect their country and affect them as people, man. So. I hope he gets signed. Um, I, I, I don't see it happening, but I would well, tell you this. At this point, I don't even care if he gets signed or not because I've heard comments from him. He's, I mean, basically, he's fine with it. That's yeah. why he hasn't said it. Everybody's speaking for him. We on this podcast talk, speaking for him. Everybody's speaking for him. He's fine. He's already said, man, he, he made, when he made the decision, once the heat really started to, to apply. He knew what was going to happen. Yeah. He knew what was up, and he had to make a decision if whether, you know what I mean, it, if it was worth it or not, and he he kept doing it, you know what I mean. So he you know he could have very easily came out with some statement, apologized, blah blah blah, and been and been playing right now. So I don't care if he doesn't get signed or not. My thing is is and this this is I mean I guess it kind of wrap it all up in one tiny little tight little bow, man. It's the it's the complacency. It's the it's the, just like in the NFL, like sports is a microcosm of of the country, right? These just just like these players are complicit, and they sit back and they're quiet. You know, nobody knows what what some of these star players even think about Colin Kaepernick. Nobody nobody sticks to camp. Nobody doing an interview. You know, doing mini camps and stuff. Nobody's sticking a camera in in, in front of uh, Drew Brees and say, "Hey, man, what do, what do you think about Colin Kaepernick? Philip Rivers? What do you think?" Nobody cares, they, and they don't have to say anything. And it's the same thing with same thing with other white people being complicit. With these rioters and stuff in Charlotte, Charlottesville and and wherever else, it's the same thing. You know, these people they know these people. They're complicit. They're not saying anything. Nobody's checking for them. Nobody's coming to them and saying, "Hey, man, what do you think about this?" Nobody, no, nobody's going to ask them. Nobody cares to ask them. That's what the problem is. Uh, you know, so when people, you know, that's the only. I'm passionate about the Colin Kaepernick thing. I don't give a damn. I do ever throw a, throw a damn touchdown. Throw. I don't care. I, I was never a 49ers fan. I was never really a Colin Kaepernick fan. I don't care. It's the principle of this thing. Because it can be, just like it can be Colin Kaepernick, it can be me on my job. It can be anybody, any any of us. You know what I mean? So we got to take a stand somewhere. And these lukewarm people that sit back and just say, look, I'm because I'm not the one doing it. And just like the players in the NFL, they sit back and I'm not the one blackballing them, so I don't have to say anything. It's the same thing with these these white people sitting back and watching these these uh, white supremacist protesters and stuff go out and and harm brown people. It's the same thing. I'm not the one actually doing it, so I don't have to say anything. So yeah, man, I'm I'm over all this stuff, man. You're right, man. It's all this shit is linked together. It's all tied together. It's all cut from the same cloth. If you're a person that's 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 hating Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee, then you're probably the same type of person that's fine with the shit that happened and. and in Charlottesville, even if you're not directly fine about it, you're you're you know it's it's not directly impacting you, and you're it's easy for you to swallow. So, 
man, whatever, wherever to all of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, exactly, bingo. Well, <laughs> well, we're gonna wrap this puppy up, man. Do you have? I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you under the bus. Do you have your spotlight segment of the week, Dex? I do. YouTube full of full of dude. Uh, just just today, <laughs> read an article today, man. Uh, Shonda Rhimes, uh, you know she's the creator of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, uh, How, to, How get to Get Away, away with, with Murder. Uh, not a fan. Yeah, uh, she's um, uh, I think per per like per viewership, she's she's like the most successful like TV executive like ever, pretty much. I mean all. Put, put every pretty much everything she touches is gold you know whether whether we consume it or not like you know Grey's Anatomy is one of the number one shows of TV history you know what I mean um so anyway she recently got inked the deal with um uh with Netflix to uh come out with the original content uh she has uh like direct power and influence on what she puts out um Apparently she was with ABC for about I think thirteen or fourteen years. So, you know, and they, you know, ABC still owns those properties and stuff. So, but now she, not only does she uh, get to create, she has more authority on what she creates. She also gets back end revenue on on streams and um, you know any merchandise and that kind of thing. So she she controls more of her destiny than before. So oh, shout out to hopefully you know the content you know is something that actually actually will watch but you know but yeah and i'll be critical so hopefully she's not um she kind of gets away from stereotypical you know behaviors associated with black people so you know i'm not a big shauna rounds fan but big up to her i, I, I hope that's good yeah like i don't have a problem like, i mean i don't watch scandal i don't watch how to get away with murder, but that's just not my that's just not my cup of tea when it comes to tv like i don't i don't watch a lot of abc nbc stuff anyway so uh, you know, I don't, but I don't think her stuff is any worse than the damn Good Wife or uh, what's the Desperate Housewives. Like it's all the same kind of shit, and none of that shit appears to me anyway. So, you know, just whatever. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to Shonda Rhimes, man. That's a you know, it's a big deal uh, for our community, as you know, when we don't have a lot of people, especially in TV and in any you know TV and film and stuff. We don't have a lot of uh, African Americans, definitely African American women, that are in those positions, man. So to be the top exec, so shout out to her, man. Hopefully, uh, she puts out some 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 awesome content, man. Yeah, I'm hoping she does too. All right, so I've been sitting on this one for a while, man. This is, I, I came across this I think when I was in Vegas. A self-taught black engineer built a central news hub for the black community. So this guy named Eric Townsend. Um, he relation, was having, any relation to Robert Townsend? <laughs> Shut your ass. <laughs> so, you know, he was coming, he was having some of the same issues that we have, Dex. You know, where do we go to find, you know, news and articles that impact us and the black community? So what he did, he built an app that um pulls articles from some of the places that we go on a daily basis. The app name is Black, B-L-A-C-K. And um, it pulls news from BET News, Black Enterprise, Blavity, The Root, Vibe Magazine, The Source, Jet, Ebony, 
Double XL. Now, some of these have been added more and more. Some of it's pop culture, but News One, HBCU Buzz, Huffington Post, um, The Culture Supplier, Atlanta Black Star. So it's phenomenal, man, because a lot of times you go to places, you look at articles, either there's articles not talking about the things that are going on in the black community or these people are depicting us in a negative way. And, you know, it's not the the coverage is not being um, impartial. So for everyone out there that's, you know, looking for something for us and as far as like news now go to the um, app store, whether it's, you know, iTunes or, you know, the Google Play Store and download it. It's black. It's, it's, it's really actually pretty good, man. And um, I'm really liking it because this is exactly what we need to start doing. We need to figure out what do we need? Is it being provided or is someone doing it? And if not, do it. We have some of the brightest people in the world and within our community and we need to start supporting and embracing what we have and our capabilities, man. And um, it's another it's another way to get our message out too. So I'm real excited about it. Well, that's smart too, man. I mean, I mean, it sounds like it's just a just a it's a news ag- aggregator. Yeah. And just like you know, I mean, that's basically what BuzzFeed is. That's basically what Huffington Post is. Uh, so this is this is big. I mean, that's cool, man. That um, and that's what most sites most sites that that you go to for your news. On a daily basis, most of them are they're, I mean, they're really news aggregate, uh, aggregators. They just pull in stories from all over, you know, different news publications and stuff. They don't really create their own content. They just pull in news and, and have the news that you want, you know, even like, you know, right leaning stuff like um, the Drudge Report and, you know, some of those other publications and stuff. It's the same thing, man. They're just pulling content from, um, from pretty much all over the internet, man. So yeah, that's pretty dope, man. Yeah, as a matter of fact, man, like some of these, some of these black entertainers and athletes, they be on that damn coon shit. Taraji P. Henson on Charlottesville, we must continue to fight, but only through love. Get that. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you, man. Get out of here, only through love. Excuse me if I disagree with you, Miss Henson, but um. If a dude beat me, beat me in my head with a pole, how's me loving that dude gonna change Kiss him my in the situation? Mouth, man. Kiss dude, him in the mouth. dude, hand him a Pepsi. <laughs> hand him a Pepsi, dude. He leave you alone. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, well, what's what's the name? What's, what's the name of the app again, man? Um, it is called. Hold up, let me let me pull it up. It's called Black, but B L or A C K. Okay. But yes. the, it's it's spelled, but the um, it's like with a three instead of a B, and the three is turned around to look like a B. So B L um, B L O C K, but it's black. If you look it up, you'll see it, man. It's it's a real good um, app, and we will have this in the show description. I'll send you the link to it right now, Dex. I share. It. I think that's about that's about it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Long overdue, man. But got one in the books. Yeah, we a few technical issues, a few audio issues, but then we think we did all right. We'll get all right. And uh, fans, um, we really apologize. We, we're glad that um, you continue to support us, and we're still receiving um, a lot of great feedback, even though we haven't put out shows. We have to get more consistent. Uh, we have some things coming down the pipeline soon um, that we're really looking forward to. Um, and just thank you for your support. But you can find it with more can I say podcast on Twitter 
and Instagram. Um, what, what can I say? Podcast. Um, like our Facebook fan page. We always want feedback. We always want to know what you think. You know, if you have show ideas, you know, what do you want to hear us talk about? Everything. We received something from Candace Clark. Shout out, cuz. You know, what's going on? We're going to look into doing the show that you know you were interested in. So just give us the feedback. We want it. We need it. Um, and even though we try to get away from some of the things that some people might seem like it's doom and gloom, but folks, this is our reality. And we have to talk about it. And we have to know what to do. You know when stuff like this is happening so um we're, we're never trying to bring you down man we're just trying to keep you informed to keep you aware because these are not isolated incidents and if we don't talk about it it does not mean that it doesn't mean that they gonna go away and that's real <laughs> that's real deal holy field uh where, where can you find your social media man and i don't want y'all to find me on social media i, I i'm just messing with you. y'all can find me on um on instagram twitter uh, NC Boy 80 and if you have a PlayStation y'all want to you know do some shoot 'em up bang bang that's also my PlayStation network handle Ernest Sexton on um Facebook yeah follow me I mean you're pretty much going to get the same sh- stuff on my friend um that I post that we post on the show we real consistent we really believe in what we saying <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, you can find me on social media as well. You can find me on Facebook, you know, Dexter Joyner, uh, Instagram, DexJoy, D-E-X-X-J-O-Y. Uh, same thing with Twitter as well. Um, Got to get better with getting doing Twitter, man. I, just, I don't get it, man. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, definitely look us up on social media. Definitely follow the uh, Facebook fan page to What More Can I Say? The, the real what more can I say podcast uh, I know there's another one out there but it's more I think the other one focuses on sports and stuff but yeah we talking about the real so I don't know what they are that one is. I don't even know if they stay I think it's a def- defunct podcast so uh, definitely we're the official the real what more can I say podcast so check us out man follow us continue to provide feedback here Ernest said make sure to subscribe make sure to uh, just join the communicate, join the conversation, man. And when we post articles on the Facebook fan page and, and Instagram and that kind of thing, make comments, talk about it. We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear what you got to say about it. Um, you know, you guys are the lifeblood of the show, so can't we won't be doing it without you guys. So just keep it up. Well, that's it. What more can I say? That was kind of sex. Peace out. <laughs> Got something you want to share or contribute to the show? Contact the guys via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to like the show and, as always, provide feedback. You can also hit them up via email at whatmorecanisay.podcast at gmail.com. Good night, America. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the host and other contributors. It's just jokes, people.